Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Our reading this morning is about Paul and how he kept the faith. And the verse that goes with this reading is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. From the judgment hall of Caesar, Paul returned to his cell, realizing that he had gained for himself only a brief respite. He knew that his enemies would not rest until they had come past his death, but he knew also that for a time truth had triumphed. To have proclaimed a crucified and risen Savior before the vast crowd who had listened to him was in itself a victory. That day a work had begun which would grow and strengthen, and which Nero and all other enemies of Christ would seek in vain to hinder or destroy. Through his long term of service, Paul had never faltered in his allegiance to his Savior wherever he was, whether before scowling Pharisees or Roman authorities, before the furious mob at Lystra or the convicted sinners in the Macedonian dungeon, whether reasoning with the panic-stricken sailors on the shipwrecked vessel or standing alone before Nero to plead for his life. He had never been ashamed of the cause he was advocating. The one great purpose of his Christian life had been to serve him whose name had once filled him with contempt. And from this purpose, no opposition or persecution had been able to turn him aside. His faith made strong by effort and pure by sacrifice, upheld and strengthened him. The true minister of God will not shun hardship or responsibility. From the source that never fails, those who sincerely seek for divine power, he draws strength that enables him to meet and overcome temptation and to perform the duties that God places upon him. His soul goes out in longing desire to do acceptable service for the master. Just real quick, I'll mention that Nero, you know, the burning of Rome, he fiddled, fiddled while Rome burned, is the old saying that he lived during Paul's time and that I don't know if he was a kleptomaniac or, you know, the burning, but he, in order to get the suspicion off of himself, he cast it on the young Christian church and uh, brought persecution on them to try to. Well, we all know that the end of Nero was somewhat shameful for him, but uh, getting back to my reading, that was the time that Paul lived during Nero's rule. You know, I can't help but think about the large numbers of souls who because of prejudice and ignorance refused to receive the knowledge that Paul was sharing. And ever since the Reformation, there's been a shuffling and a reshuffling of the deck of spiritual knowledge until there's a mishmash of doctrine. Um, you know, the cards, when you shuffle a deck of cards, it, it begins to go back towards their original position the more they're shuffled. But it's kind of what's going on with the knowledge since the Reformation. They were really bringing the light to the world. 
and then all the things that have been happening since then. Um, are you open to the idea that no one will be saved by denomination or creed? God's church is made up of individuals. From the beginning of time to the end of time, wherever they are to be found, this includes beings from other planets who have never fallen. God's church is made up of individuals. He has one church. And there's not going to be a denomination or a creed in heaven. Jesus is our belief. He's our faith. He's our righteousness. How much knowledge do we refuse because of prejudice or because we don't trust ourselves to search the Bible and come to conclusions led by the Spirit of God? There's so much misinformation on social media about other faiths and things. It almost feels like it's purposeful to make everybody separate from each other and to divide us. There's so much misinformation that the seeker for truth with the heart open and led by the Spirit of Christ must use their Bible to find truth. There was a man in the early years of America, a Methodist, I believe, um, who came up with a set of rules for Bible interpretation. These rules are sound and reliable in my own personal estimate. And I highly recommend them to you to read thoughtfully and see what you think. Uh, you know, be free in your mind, be free in your heart to look at them and think about them. They're called Miller's Rules of Bible Interpretation. I leave you with that, and here I share a promise found in Jeremiah chapter 6, two verses, verse 16 and verse 19. Verse 16 says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. And verse 19 as a response to those who will not walk therein. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, the fruit of their thoughts, the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. Those are both promises, a promise of evil to those who reject God's law and rest for the souls if we walk in the good way. Jesus is the way. He is the good way. He is the good master. Dear Father, help us today to find the good way in Jesus. Let Jesus come into our hearts. Fill us with the Spirit of Christ. I pray for those here with me this morning that they may find rest for their soul as it is written. I pray they will be mightily blessed in the rules for understanding your word and finding the pearl of great price buried therein. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I invite you to join me again tomorrow morning for a few moments as we read and contemplate, as we read promises, and as we pray together before we begin our day. Have a wonderful day, my friend.